Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode we are going over season 7, episode 7 called Fearless and it premiered on October 30th, 1996. Okay, so Donna's getting an award for saving the baby deer, some pedestrian award, even though she really didn't even save the deer. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Yay, Donna, that's good for you. Cliff is there, uh, the fireman, the hot fireman, Cliff. And um, Donna introduces him to Kelly and her dad because they're there for her as well. Like apparently Felice is out of town or something, so she's not there. The girls have to go to some alpha thing to set up a haunted house. Again, I thought Donna left the sorority and Kelly has not been in the sorority for how many years now? But they're doing some haunted house thing um, and uh, Cliff offers to help out. So he's going to help the girls with this haunted house that they're doing for alpha. Uh, Valerie needs to stop using self-tanner because it's getting out of control. She's using a lot of it. And um, she calls Kenny to invite him to an OBGYN appointment because she is pressuring him to take responsibility now that she's pregnant, allegedly. Um, If you're watching this for the first time, I just am curious. Do you think Valerie is actually pregnant or is she playing games? If... um, I mean, it's Valerie. It's pretty obvious from the beginning, I think, what this was going to be. Anyways, um, so Cliff is helping out the haunted house. um, And um, Mark is there also, because I I don't know. Um, He has a present for Kelly. And it's two books that she should read if she wanted to get to know him better. Um, I don't recall her asking, but, um, one is Spoon River, um, anthology, and one is by Charles Bukowski, and Kelly mentions that she used to date a guy who loved Bukowski, to which Mark says, oh, I didn't know Brandon was a Bukowski man, and she says, oh, no, it's not Brandon, it's someone else, but then she continues to, you know, talk about Brandon, and just to kind of shut her up, I think Mark kisses her, but she kisses him back. Again, I don't, I'm not seeing it. And also she said I dated a guy that re- really liked Bukowski. Wouldn't she have just said Brandon if it was Brandon? Does he think that she's not dated anyone else in her life but Brandon? Seems so. Not a fan of Mark. Um, if you are, sorry, I think he's boring. So um, Steve and Claire are still fighting over the circumstances regarding their breakup. He wants to take her to the Halloween party um, at the After Dark. There's some big performance going on. And um, she already tells him that she is going with Dick, to which Steve says he hates Dick. He knows Dick Harrison and he hates him. Um, But, uh, you know, and then he kind of wants to insult him. And his big insult is to call him a dork. I don't know, Steve. But um, he's begging Claire to go with him. And she just kind of... I think she's over it right now. I think she wants a break or more than a break. Um, You know, they were fighting all the time. It does make sense. But then again, that is their, that's what they do. 
Um, but Steve now vows to kind of now find his own date because she's not going to go with him. And he wants to obviously make her jealous or whatever. You know, do a Steve type thing. Brandon is looking through fan mail at the studio. Um, so I guess they get fan mail. Um, it's all about Tracy. Some of it's really weird about her feet. You know, people have weird feet fetishes. Um, and as they're going through it, Mark mentions to Brandon that Tracy does not have a date to the after dark. And she was really hoping that Brandon will ask her. Brandon thinks Mark's kind of trying to play matchmaker because maybe he feels guilty about going with Kelly. Um, but I don't know. Brandon insists, though, he does not want to date someone he works with again because obviously he dated Susan and that did not end well, even though, I mean, he doesn't still work with her. It kind of worked out when they were together, but I don't know. He doesn't want to do it. I also think it's funny. So Mark's talking about the After Dark and Tracy and all these people. It's like they're when they're new to the gang, they're always like involved then when they're not there they just disappear i just i don't know i find it a little funny but then at the peach pit steve is sharing his dateless woes to valerie and david saying that he wants someone wild and crazy to go with him so nat suggests an escort um insisting that steve wouldn't be hiring a hooker um it's just an escort service that he knows about um how i don't know how he knows about it but he knows about it um claiming that the uh the person that runs it is uh regular at the peach pit all these regulars uh, apparently nat knows but um they uh you know he tells him that these girls are really smart and all that so it's it's probably a good idea to do melvin stops by before he and Aaron head to Palm Springs to see David's grandparents. David doesn't really want to go, even though they're celebrating his grandfather's birthday. And Mel's kind of annoyed at David for not wanting to, you know, be a part of the family, if you will. I think it's funny, you know, um, when I was David's age, so he's a senior, well, I think I got over it actually at that point, but I feel like when you're in high school, um, junior senior year even early in college years and stuff I think you'll do all you want to do is hang out with your friends and be with your friends you don't really care about maybe seeing your family as much and then slowly you kind of just get over it you'd rather be with your family I think I don't know that's how it was for me I think um but David's still in that I don't really want to go see family Claiming that he was doing something for Valerie, for the club. Um, and he's like, you can come and go back for that. Just come for the night. But he doesn't want to go, so he's not going. Valerie then goes to an OBGYN appointment. She's chatting with some pregnant women in the waiting room. And then she leaves, uh, saying she never even had an appointment. So she kind of just popped in there. Um, for what? I don't know. But I guess maybe she told... Because when she goes into the parking lot, Kenny's there. Um, I don't know. I mean, did she say like, oh, my appointment's at 3 and she got there at like 2.45 and then like left? You know, I, I don't know what her game was. But they're talking in the parking lot. She tells Kenny that the doctor confirmed she's pregnant. She does not have a sonogram or anything to show him. But she just says, yeah, I'm pregnant. Um, and then she's kind of like, I love you. You love me. Let's have this baby. 
Um, Kenny's not into it, but she's kind of pressuring him, saying that we love each other, um, and this is a sign, and I think you need to leave your wife. Because um, for whatever reason, I've said this every episode, I don't know what she sees in him. Then um, after the CUTV broadcast, Brandon is talking to Tracy, and he invites her to the After Dark party. Um, the Halloween party they're having because Mark mentioned she wanted to go, but she turns him down. She appreciates the offer, but she says she would like to go by herself. So Brandon's like, hmm, okay. Um, I, I mean, if I'm him, I'm like a little annoyed because I'm like, uh, Mark told me to ask you and now you don't want to go. So anyways, um, then at the Alpha Haunted House, it's a huge success. Donna tells Kelly that Cliff was in the Navy, um, but she really doesn't know much about him. So Kelly advises her to ask him what books best describe him. Good one, Kel. Um, and then apparently Cliff scared a kid and feels bad about it. So he and Donna comfort the little boy and Cliff suggests that the kid help them with the behind the scenes stuff rather than actually getting scared. He could scare some other kids because, you know, Cliff is just a good guy and smart that he did that. Valerie is then making dinner for Kenny at their little love nest, um, but he is only dropping by to admit that he still hasn't told his wife about their affair. Um, Valerie threatens to tell his wife, um, and Kenny's all like, but my son, it'll hurt. Um, and Valerie noted that notes that she's having his child too, and, you know, he confesses that he's not even 100% sure the baby's his, I mean, he could ask her for a paternity test. I mean, she's not even pregnant, but I mean, wouldn't you want that? Um, either way, Valerie uh, needs to have an abortion as per um, Kenny. And she agrees, but she says you're going to have to pay for it. And um, she wants a hundred grand. And Kenny says no, uh, threatening to go after the club if Valerie doesn't take the $10,000 that he offers to keep quiet so he wants to give her 10 she wants 100 let's see how this turns out donna is very turned on i think with how good cliff is by you know with kids i mean i think anyone would be but just by looking at him i mean come on um mark and kelly reaffirm their plans to go to the after dark together steve gets ready for a date his date um that he picked from the um dating sir or escort service while brandon is complaining that he doesn't have one uh steve's very enthusiastic over meeting a hot swedish nuclear scientist um but when the door opens uh it is a woman dressed in a with a kimono i guess and she is a japanese translator so he apparently picked the wrong person but she kind of takes off her kimono. She's got a hot black dress and um, she's cute. And he's like, all right, fine, this will work. Kelly, Donna, and Claire talk about guys at the beach apartment. And Kelly says that Mark seems like a mixture of Brandon and Dylan. Um, I, I don't really have a comment about this because it's not true. I, I don't know... I don't know if it's casting. I don't think there's anything really likable about Mark. I don't think 
I don't see chemistry between him and Kelly. I don't really know. That's, I mean, I guess they were trying to do a, a mixture of Brandon and Dylan. Um, I think they missed the mark. You know, there'll be, there'll be characters later on that I think are supposed to be like that a particular character, uh, you know, but he's not at all a mixture. And if you see it, let me know because maybe you can explain it to me. I don't at all see it. Um, Donna also and Claire worry that maybe she's moving too fast with Mark. Again, I, is she? I don't really, I don't know. Um, but yeah, everyone heads to the after dark party. Tracy runs into Brandon, asks to hang out. He's obviously very confused why she turned him down in the first place. And she explains that she knew he felt obligated and she was basically holding out for someone at the party that maybe actually liked her for her. So she doesn't think that he's even really interested, which I mean, it seems forced. I don't know. I like her though better than I like um, Mark at this point. Um, Donna waits for Cliff at the beach apartment um, cause they're going to the after dark party and lights keep flickering. And when he arrives, apparently the electricity goes out. He, um, says, uh, it means traffic lights are going out if the lights are flickering. So they should probably, um, not go on the road and drive. Is that a thing? If your lights are flickering, I guess that's just like a outage or light. I don't know. I've never really even thought of that. Um, but they're kind of boring together. They talk about their childhood fears of the dark and I don't know. Um, but, uh, he's hot. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, he's like really, really good looking. (laughs) Um, then at the club, Valerie tries to call Kenny, but learns that his number has been disconnected. So he is avoiding her now, um, which mm, not good. I mean, again, I don't really know what her end game is in this whole thing. Is it just like revenge at this point? I don't even like, does she know what she's doing? Is it just money? Is she really love? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just weird, I guess. Um, but Then we see Kelly is having a great time with Mark, blah, 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 blah. Claire and Dick seem to be hitting it off. Um, David is tipsy, but agrees to keep an eye on the club while Valerie has to go take care of something that something uh, probably isn't good. Um, And you know what? It's not good because what Valerie does is she goes to Kenny's house. His wife answers the door and she hands her a bag of diapers um, and I mean, she, I mean, she's just amazing. I love her that she even just did this. Um, Claire meets Steve's date who she tells Claire that Steve is still in love with her. And Claire's like, oh, how much did Steve pay you to say this? And the date mis- <laughs> misinterprets this and it's like, oh, how did you know I was an escort? I thought this woman was supposed to be smart, honestly. You couldn't figure out that she was being sarcastic when she said, how much did he have to pay you for this? 
she's not amused at all by this that he's you know has hired an escort um and steve tells dick that claire's just using him to make jealous and then claire's like well at least i didn't have to pay for a date so i don't know not so great um we then see brandon walking tracy back to her dorm room <sighs> how old is tracy do we think she's not she can't be a senior she cannot be a senior like them because she's in the dorms i've said this before i'm very happy that david has finally moved out he lived in the dorms his freshman sophomore junior year senior year he's finally out but is she younger and of course she's got a, a dorm room by herself because everyone has singles here but um brandon gives tracy a good night kiss so it seems that they are um they're moving along swimmingly which is nice for them um kelly spends the night with mark uh, but the next day, she tells Donna that all they did was stay up and talk. So they spent the night together, but they didn't do anything. Um, they didn't. They didn't have sex yet. So um, she just stayed up and talked to him. So um, the kid that Cliff scared comes back to the house the next day to help with cleanup, introducing his mother to Donna. Um, this is the only. Um, I don't know. So this, the only point of the scene is so that the mom could talk to Donna about how amazing Cliff is and um, how Donna should go out with him again. I don't understand if she would, does she need convincing? Because just by like, he seems like a great guy, good with kids, and then you look at him and that's really kind of the only thing that would matter is what he looks like here and he looks good so then brandon and steve discuss their love lives uh specifically how steve can't get claire to see how great he is um okay uh brandon says that he's uh you know the best he can be so it's claire's problem if she doesn't like him Claire then shows up to the house to apologize for outing Steve for hiring an escort. Apparently, she spoke to Nat and understood that it wasn't like a hooker and all this stuff. Um, so she's ready to stop fighting with Steve, but she's not ready to, you know, give him another chance right now. Um, so basically what she t proposes is kind of an open relationship at this point. She wants to... Um, date other people and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to share her is what he says and she i mean thinks he's being immature i mean uh, those are tricky those are very tricky and apparently they've been and not i mean they've been in a relationship for a long time at this point but it's definitely kind of murky when you want to do an open relationship um I mean, is she going to be okay with him dating other girls? Probably not. She didn't like it when they were together. So if they're in an open relationship, she's not going to like it anymore now. But I don't know. I mean, that's kind of where she's at, though. She wants to try this. Valerie and Kenny meet up at the Love Nest, where he is not too happy about what she did with the diapers. And you can see he is done. He gives her a check for $100,000, demanding that she have the abortion. 
She's also going to have to sign some papers saying that she is that he has no responsibilities and is promising to keep quiet. And they're done. Uh, she won. She thinks she won the battle. She won the battle. I don't know. She got a hundred grand from him. And they are over. They are not going to be together anymore. And um, he's staying with his wife, which we knew all along was going to happen um, because he was never going to leave her. And um, at the end of the episode, David is woken up by a phone call from his dad who is telling him that unfortunately his grandfather has passed away. And David and Mel, both on the phones, are crying. And it's very sad. And that is where the episode ends. Fun facts and tidbits. So, the song that I had for this episode, it was just one, um, was by the Tony Rich Project. The song was called Nobody Knows It But Me. Um, I was obsessed with this song when it was out, and he performed it um, at the Halloween party. That's the song of the episode. Um, don't have anything else, but I have a spotlight, and I've decided to do the spotlight on Cliff Yeager, who is played by actor Greg Vaughn. Um, he was born James Gregory Vaughn Jr. So I guess there must be of James Vaughn in the Actors Guild uh, because he changed it to uh, Greg Vaughn. He was born on June 15th, 1973 in Dallas, Texas, and he is now um, 48 years old. Um, now, I know I knew him. Um, not, well... Okay, I guess when he was first on 90210, I did not know him um, because, well, because this was in 1996. He, he'll be on a few episodes uh, this season. So this is 96, but I knew him um, years later um, in 2003 from 2009. He was on General Hospital as Lucky. Um, I've mentioned this a few times that GH General Hospital is kind of a um, a uh, favorite of mine. Been watching it for years, so I knew rewatching this. Oh, that was one of the luckies. Um, he they like recast characters on soap, so he was like the third, I think, one that played Lucky. Uh, but he did like over six hundred episodes of the show um, as Lucky and think you know i think he's now currently on days of our lives or so he's you know he did young and the restless i think also so he's been um on soap stuff for sure um you know big time soap actor. i mean looking at him i mean soap actors are ridiculously good looking and he is ridiculously good looking um so yeah i mean he's done done all that stuff and i actually did reach out try to get him on the show um 
but I think he's mad at me. We actually had a um, <laughs> we had a conversation a couple of years ago, actually on social media. Um, I'm a Mets fan. He's a Yankees fan, and we actually got into a little bit of a Twitter fight. Um, so I think he's mad at me. Um, didn't want to do the show. I don't know, but um, but yeah, before kind of getting onto nine hundred two and oh and and other stuff, he was a model, of course. Um, you could tell by looking at him that he was definitely a model. Um, he's currently actually engaged. Um, so he was married, um, from, uh, he had three kids with his wife, um, 2006, but they got divorced in 2014. But, um, I think last year, two years ago, uh, he started dating Angie Harmon, the actress. Um, they got engaged and, um, she was, she's on like that Brazilian Isle show. I don't know, but, uh, you know, she was on some other stuff, but. Interestingly enough, yes, um, they are engaged, and um, I've seen pictures of their with their families, and seems like a, a nice couple. But yeah, that is it for the spotlight and for the fun facts and tidbits for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh of Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two and O podcast. On the next episode, we're going over season seven, episode eight, called "The Things We Do for Love." So thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.